to a technical college in Tlandaf for formal training as a plumber before joining his father's business. Richard, meanwhile, chose a career in the police force. Mark was enjoying the life of a Panath playboy with a sky-blue MG Roadster and a gorgeous girlfriend. When that romance went sour, his best friend, Nigel, who was studying for a degree in London, invited him to stay. Nigel's parents were quite well off, so he wasn't living in halls of residence, but had his own place. The two-bedroom flat in Turnpike Lane was conveniently situated a couple of miles from Crouch End in one direction and Tottenham in the other. Mark soon found work as a shop floor manager in the Edmonton branch of Wicks, the home improvement chain. One day, an elderly man came in and asked him for some scrim, the durable cloth used to polish windows. They got talking, and the man told Mark he was earning a fucking fortune cleaning the windows of yuppie house owners. The conversation gave Mark the germ of an idea, and a few days later, on a pleasant summer evening, dressed smartly in a shirt and tie, ladder on his shoulder, he was knocking on the doors of suitable houses in Crouch End and nearby Highgate. Good evening, sir. Good evening, madam. Would you like your windows cleaned? It was £10 or £15 for 20 minutes' work cleaning the windows of a two-up, two-down property. By the time he met Penny later that summer, he was well on his way to earning £20,000 a year, which was a tidy sum for a young man in the 1980s. Penny was a North London girl, not originally from Tottenham at all, but from Islington, and lived in Chalfont Road, a mile from the old Highbury football ground that closed in 2006. Her large family were, unsurprisingly, big Arsenal supporters, even though her mother and father, Doreen and John, eventually moved into a council house on the Tower Gardens estate off the busy Lordship Lane in Tottenham. John Adkins was earning his living as a lorry driver when Penny, the youngest of five children, was born, but by the time their daughter was at senior school, he and his wife were working on a fruit and vegetable stall at the new Covent Garden Market in Nine Elms. Penny was an artistic girl who showed an early talent for drawing and painting. She was never happier than when sketching in her bedroom or playing her trusty acoustic guitar. She was determined to use her gifts by studying art at university and, as many students do, she enrolled in a one-year foundation diploma in art and design at a college in Barnet. While Penny's family were very much working-class North Londoners, she didn't have the rough edges. Mark explained, Penny doesn't have that sort of cockney twang. She could walk into a pub anywhere and you wouldn't know she was from London. It's not so much that she is posher, she is more reserved. Even though he had a girlfriend at the time, Mark sensed there was real chemistry between himself and the teenager. She was a very, very attractive girl. She had lovely long dark hair, legs up to her neck, and what can I say, Bob's your uncle. He wasted no time in ringing her to arrange a date a few days later at his favourite pub, the Punch and Judy in Covent Garden. Although it was a chance to get to know one another properly, Mark quickly realised that she wasn't the sort of girl to jump into bed on the first date. She wasn't like that, he recalled. It was not a big love story, he added. However, they continued to meet at the pub, which became their place. 
Over the next few weeks, things between them got more serious, and Penny agreed to stay the night at the flat in Turnpike Lane. About two months after they met, they were passing the time at the Punch and Judy, when Penny suddenly blurted out, Mark, I'm pregnant. He was shell-shocked at the news, but put on a brave face for his 18-year-old girlfriend. All right, babe, no worries, we'll sort it out. Despite her young age, Penny was to prove hugely resilient. There was never any question or even discussion about the possibility of her not keeping the child. The most pressing concern was telling Penny's parents, who, at this point, hadn't even met their daughter's new boyfriend. Despite his bravado, Mark had been brought up traditionally and insisted he would be there when she broke the news. Penny arranged for him to join them for a Sunday lunch. I told myself to.